At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, as you've heard, starting today, VSIN is launching three new live shows to cover the dynamic sports betting markets like no one else can with some fresh concepts and pairings as we head into a new season of sports. VSIN will continue to deliver all the news, analysis, and insights you've come to expect from your favorite team of sports betting experts. Check out the new lineup starting today. Go to VSIN.com for all the information. As we welcome you back, it's First show, hour two, Sharp Money. He's Amal Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher, of course, joined by the big guy producing, executive producing, Dustin Sweetelson. We've got Tom Crean coming up in just a bit here, Shaw. But right now, we're going to be joined by... I, I said at the beginning when we were being so self-congratulatory that I came with, from my old job, a network of friends and insiders. One of those insiders is Matt Moore. Matt Moore is a senior writer over at the Action Network, an NBA writer at HP Basketball on Twitter. And as we say hi to Matt, we're going to talk some association here. Matt, I wanted you to be a part of the first show. You and I probably talked, I don't know, 50 times over the years over on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So thank you for joining. Hey, man, anytime for you. As soon as your producer reached out, I was like, yes, absolutely. We'll absolutely do the show. Love to do it. Glad to be back on with you. Yep, and I'm, I'm thrilled to have you, Matt, so thank you very much. I love the article you wrote over at the Action Network uh, going into the All-Star break about betting the NBA and the issue the NBA has with motivation, load management, potentially incentivizing players 
to play as a part of their salary. Can you give us an overview? Because I know for betters, this is a terribly frustrating sport, obviously, to bet right now because of those factors. And uh, Mr. Silver has his hands full here. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the the subject was a touchy one at All-Star Weekend. And I think that there is frustration with the fact that it's presented as the players don't play. The players, I think, are getting frustrated at that concept because a lot of times it's training staff telling them, hey, this is like we've got a plan for you to keep you healthy across the season for multiple seasons. And so, like, we think this is a spot where you need to rest. Um, the players are competitive. Most of the players are competitive, but there are these other individuals, I think, that are a lot more willing to just sit out and don't prioritize playing through injury. And those guys, I think, wind up creating a little bit of tension. I do believe there was some tension internally with the players' union based off of some of the comments. I think some of the players are tired of the of being told that they don't try hard enough, that they don't play hard enough when they're trying to battle through these things because other guys are in that conversation. Meanwhile, Silver kind of was all over the place in his comments. On the one hand, he talked about you know minimum games requirements for awards and those kind of things, which that could get messy with guys playing, like starting and playing a few minutes and then leaving and those kinds of effects. And then on the other hand, like he really kind of defended things. And one of the ways that he defended everything was he talked about, you know, well, look, our season ticket sales have never been higher and our season ticket renewal rate has never been higher. So essentially what he's saying is the money's not being hurt. And he's telling the public, like he's telling you, he's saying, look, until the owners and the players feel some sort of financial hurt from this, there's probably not going to be any sort of substantive change. And that's really where the league is at now. It's been so successful financially that it winds up hurting the product because the product doesn't get hurt in turn by those, by those changes. Like a diminished product doesn't make less money because the NBA is still so valuable in the way it's presented. So it's a complex series of issues. We'll see where it comes out in the CBA negotiations. I do think there'll be some changes, but this is going to have to be something the players, I think, take on as we have to change the narrative that we're not giving as much effort in the regular season as a fan. Love the point you just made there, Matt, and I tend to agree with you. By the way, the season ticket sales help when you force Golden State fans to sign a 10-year deal if you want a suite there when they open Chase Center. So get those renewals going for nine consecutive years very easily. You know, to, yep. to, to me, I look at it from a fan standpoint. been fortunate. I covered the NBA for a long time, got to go to a million games. Uh, but there's a lot of people that don't have the opportunity that may be going to a game for one time in their lifetime. And you're going to watch a LeBron, a Kawhi, whomever it may be, and especially with the Clippers in terms of betting on them. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't look at who the Clippers are playing or the line first. I look at who's in. Is Kawhi in? Is PG in? It's every day with these guys. I, I want to know if it's load management. By the way, I apologize real quick, Matt, and wanted to pass this along to Dustin and to Patrick. I didn't mention this earlier. I'll be out March 14th, March 23rd for load management as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you will. So let, let's then transition, Matt, how you approach this. This is a sport that you make a living off of. Uh, there's nobody better covering the association than you. How do you approach it? Like, for example, I'll give you a game tonight, and that's Orlando at New Orleans. I know New Orleans has been a disaster, but equally a disaster is Orlando, and I don't think they want to make the postseason. So I just look at that four with New Orleans, and I'm going to lay it because there's motivation there. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, to me, that's been one of my going things is uh, there was a certain idea that injuries is the sharpest cap way to cap the NBA regular season. I'm not sure that that's true, and I actually did. We've done some research on it that shows that when guys are out, 
you have other players that step up and they have a bigger role. And so I, I talked to some coaches and they talked about how when they let a guy know, hey, you're starting tonight, this guy's going to be out, we're going to start you, the player's agent calls and is like, you got to make the most of this opportunity. Like, this is a showcase game for you in free agency. You need to step up. So, like, their motivation is higher. Meanwhile, there's, like, this letdown effect. How many times have we seen, like, look at Bucks boston before the All-Star break. Boston rests four starters, and yet that game goes to overtime. How does that game go to overtime with the, the Celtics backups versus full-strength Bucks? Like, that's a good example of, like, how this kind of the motivation stuff really waxes and wanes across an 82-game schedule when the players have openly said, we've played too many games and there's too much travel. So trying to find those, I think travel spots matter. I think motivational spots matter for, hey, they really need this game, or especially if there's something personal, if there was bad blood last time, always look for those types of games. But in these random ones, I think it's hard to try and figure out where the edge is, and you have to really pay attention. That's one of the things. You mentioned, like, looking first thing about who's in, who's out. It shouldn't take, like, you should not have to cover the NBA as rapidly as, rapidly as I do just to be able to get a good sense for what you want to bet on a night-to-night basis. Love the point you made there, Matt, and you're absolutely right. I want to go big picture right now with the association in terms of teams you think can win the championship. For me in the East, there's really only two teams that come out of there. No disrespect to Philadelphia. I don't see them potentially winning against Boston and Milwaukee to be able to get to the uh, NBA Finals. Uh, and out West, I've basically got it down to four teams. Denver, uh, the Phoenix Suns, uh, Golden State, and the Clippers. Tell me how you see it or who are some of the teams that you believe that actually could win this whole thing. I, th- I think it's six teams that can win it all. Yeah, let's, take, let's start in the West. Um, I have reluctantly moved the Warriors out. Okay. I have held on for all, all season with like, well, you know, they're still, when they're fully healthy and their you know, starting lineup still has a net rating, at some point I think you as a team, you start to look at your results and kind of accept who you are. I'm a little worried Golden State's like, this is just who we are. Like, we're just a 500 team this year. This just isn't, this isn't our season. They're banged up. Maybe Curry gets back, they go on a huge run. But making it all the way with how bad they've been on the road concerns me. I think the Clippers are there. Suns are obviously there. I think the Nuggets are there. Um, so I think it's three teams in the West. I'm not worried about Grizzlies. I think it's, I would probably cap it Suns or Grizzlies. I'm sorry. I'd probably cap it Nuggets and Suns at the top. And then Clippers with like an outside chance of making a run, given how inconsistent they are. In the East, I think it's interesting. So I've kind of positioned everything as, can this team beat Boston? Milwaukee has been awesome the last month or so. And I think they would have beaten Boston last year if Middleton was healthy. That said, the offense for, for Milwaukee has been bad this year overall. And historically in the playoffs, they just miss a ton of shots. They are one of the worst teams in the league in terms of their actual field goal percentage versus expected based on how open and shot location. They just don't hit shots, and that concerns me. The only team actually I think that makes make some noise, I do have my eyes on the Cavaliers. They're probably going to be in the 4-5 matchup with a chance to face off versus Boston. They beat them twice in the regular season. Who cares? It's back in November, totally different team. But the Cavs have size. They have so much size and athleticism, and they have dynamic scoring in the backcourt. I think that matchup is sneaky, and I think people are kind of overlooking it. If I'm capping the teams that can beat Boston, it's Milwaukee, and I think Cavaliers are on that tier, but I have kind of come around to the idea that Boston is way far ahead. Matt Moore, the Action Network senior NBA writer. I got a minute left, and for those that don't know, unless you moved, Matt Moore lives outside of Denver, Colorado. This was it. 
this was the Nuggets year. And then all of a sudden the Suns go and trade for KD. You've got the Nuggets on the board at eight to one. Can they win the championship this year? Yeah, I think they absolutely can. You know, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the next couple of weeks. The Nuggets are so, so dominant at home. And they're going to have home court. And the Suns team, I think, is going to be great. But I do think the Nuggets have so much firepower. I don't know how you counter them. I don't know how you slow down that offense with Jokic. So it should be a fantastic conference finals if that's what it is. Or, you know, maybe it'll be a second-round series. But I do think that there's a very good chance that Denver comes out of the West. I think they're the best value on the board to win the Western Conference. Okay. okay. He is Matt Moore, Matt senior NBA writer at the Action Network. Keep your phone on because we're going to use you as we get to the postseason where motivation is completely equal. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Anytime, guys. Take care. Okay. Thank you. And and by the way, uh, JBT, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, is going to be a regular piece of sharp money. He's going to be on the show tomorrow, so we look forward to talking to Jonathan Von Tobel. But we've got a big network of guys in the association Imagine being the Nuggets, Amal. You're sitting there. You've got the West. The Golden State Warriors are down. Then all of a sudden, they make a move, the Suns for KD. It's just a disaster for them. It, it is, but I'll tell you what. Chris Paul's no, been known to blow 2-0 leads, so I'm sure that's still in the cards. I got a prop tonight. I mentioned Orlando at New Orleans. I've got Brandon Ingram in my sights. Also, I don't know if you saw it because I guarantee you weren't watching. Dame Lillard went for 71, and then he had a piss test. Excuse me. He had a pee test. We'll get to that. Also, LeBron, your boy LeBron, drama queen, said 23 of the most important games of my career to end this regular season. We'll get to the Lakers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, big guy, thank you. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw there at the South Point. I, I guess you said it to me during the break like it's a surprise or it's breaking news, but Carson Wentz was officially released by the commanders, and this excites you, Amal? Why? doesn't excite me. It's breaking news just because it happened. It's actually breaking that it took this long to happen. <laughs> you know, they're going to go forward with Sam Howell. So the the weird part about, and we'll get back into the association, we've got Tom Crean joining us in about 14 minutes, of course, the former Indiana. He did a good job at Indiana, kind of a slept-on job at Indiana and Georgia. Talk a little college well, how, hoops. How, how do you leave out Marquette, by the way? I, I should have said Marquette as well. Thank you very much for the correction. But the uh, I'll say this about Biennemi. Becoming the OC with Washington, can you explain to me? I understand he had to get out from underneath Andy Reid's shadow, but how does this make sense? Ron Rivera is going to get fired after this season by the new ownership group, and they've already said they're going to go forward with Sam Howell. Sam Howell has one start under uh, in his career, and now here comes Biennemi, and he's going to run an offense without an offensive front? That's ridiculous. Don't disagree with you from that standpoint. However, he didn't call the plays in Kansas City. That was Andy Reid, so people want to see his capability on his own. But – you know, the one thing I asked somebody, how come Enemy hasn't gotten a job in the NFL circles? And they said it's the same problem that Brent Venables had when he was at Clemson and couldn't get a defensive coordinator job. He is not a guy that impresses in the interview process, and that's a key portion of it or a key component to it. And until he does that, I think it'll be a little bit of a challenge. Yes, you do see success with certain people, but I, I also feel like Kansas City's partially Andy Reid's tree, his coaching tree, is kind of turning into the Belichick coach, coaching tree, right? Everybody goes, oh, we got uh, Daniels, we've got, uh, you know, Charlie Weiss, all these guys. I'm like, hey, none of these guys are bringing Tom Brady with them. Yeah, the Sean McVay coaching tree is actually more impressive. By the way, releasing Carson Wentz saves the commanders a little over 26 mil against their salary cap. So breaking news via Amal Shaw Schefter, and that is that Carson Wentz has been released by the commanders. So get in line, teams that need a quarterback, Big Red is ready to go. Um, okay, we transition. Uh, I, I said it. I don't know if you even blinked when we saw that Dame Lillard. First off, it was against Houston, yeah. but he dropped 71 last night, which you think, wow, that's an impressive number. How about this? There's like 40-plus guys averaging over 20 points a game. And didn't Mitchell drop 71 in January yes. for Cleveland? So this is not like – it's not really a story well, because the, the scoring's out of control right now. You know, when Matt mentioned earlier in the last segment about the players getting criticized for not playing or competing, look, there's no defense in this NBA, and that's one of the things that bothers me. And this nonsense that Jordan wouldn't ever order uh, average 40 in this league is a joke. Listen, here's the biggest indictment on scoring in the NBA. Malik Monk went for about 45, okay? 
Malik Monk should not be going for 45 at the LA Fitness over on Wilshire. Why did you say Wilshire? You live in Las Vegas. I, I Listen, we got more people in Vegas. You're in Los Angeles. I figured I'd relate it to you. I like to be a relatable kind of guy. Sales one-on-one, buddy. <laughs> for those that don't know, before Amal Shah was covering the Mavericks, he was like number one in pharma sales in the country. Is that is that a fair assessment? No, it was after, uh, after, uh, after covering the Mavericks. Okay, thank you very much. You're okay, welcome. that's Lillard. Mm. He dropped 71, the eighth player in NBA history to do so. Yawn. The one thing I would say, he hit 13 threes. He was 13 to 22 from three. You know, Clay Thompson has the record at 14, yeah. which will eventually be broken. But uh, Lillard goes off for a bad team up in Portland. How about LeBron? So LeBron, I mentioned that he said that this is the 23 most important regular season games of his career. He's such a clown and he's such a drama king. Uh, but they did overcome a 27-point deficit against your Dallas Mavericks yesterday. First off, we should hear from Jason Kidd because these Mavs are complete fabric. Like th The Mavs are a plastic team with that backcourt. Let's hear Jay Kidd talking about his young team. Yeah, I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. And as us as a team, we got to mature. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of new bodies coming back and we got to we have to grow up if we want to win a championship. There's no young team that's ever won a championship uh, mentally or physically. And so um, just to see how we could respond um, again, two and a half quarters, we're playing at a high level on both ends, uh, offensively and defensively. But what the Lakers just showed us is that it's not it's not a race. It's not the rabbit who wins. It's the turtle. And, and they, they work the game. And, and that's where we have to get to. We have to get better at working the game, and uh, we will. The Mavs are tied with the Warriors to come out of the West at 8.5 to 1. They very much are not coming out of the West, Amal Shaw. No question about it. you got two traffic cones on defense. I mean, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, I'm actually shocked when they run to the other side of the floor. <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, based on the game itself, they have to. How about LeBron? They add D'Angelo Russell. They get rid of Westbrook, and they've won a few games here. LeBron goes 25-8 and eight yesterday. They're one game out of the play-in, so that's what he was discussing. He's talking about a team that's fighting for playoff seating as far as the play-in, and he called it the 23 most important games of his career regular season-wise coming out of the All-Star break. Anything on the Lakers who are playing a little bit better here? No, I think, look, Anthony Davis, I don't know why this guy never became the best player in the world. I thought when you looked at his talent four or five years ago, we would have had a stretch of about a half a dozen seasons where you go, well, AD's the best player in the world. Who's the second best? And it just never really materialized. Injuries obviously have been a concern for him, but yesterday goes 30, for fi 30 and 15, including four assists. I think it's very important if you are LeBron James, you got to be able to make the playoffs. Hell, they've expanded it from eight to 10, right? So you get 10, 20 teams now in the playoffs as previously where you had 16. This is an opportunity for them to be able to get in and then get in the play-in situation. But if you want to be considered the greatest, which at least for me, he never will be, um, here's here's the argument. I always love the arguments against the Jordan thing. I said, let me tell you something. And Patrick, I covered all six games in the NBA Finals when they played uh, Dallas. Let me tell you right now, Michael Jordan is never scoring two points in a game five, and Michael Jordan is never losing to that Dallas Mavericks team. Dirk goes, I'm running out of arguments. Dirk, you wouldn't have a ring, and he's my all-time favorite player to cover. You wouldn't have a ring if MJ was on that Miami Heat team. Why are you laughing, big guy? Why are you laughing? I just have one rule for this new show that I'd like to uh, put up for a vote. And it's we don't compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. It's the only rule I'd like to it's submit It's not a comparison. You're right. I don't have no problem with it. Just don't ever make the even the assumption of it. But your tone 
is comparing him. Your tone is saying no, I'm he doesn't saying deserve to be. He doesn't. I'm saying all, it's irrelevant. His, to- his tone was disrespectful, but he's 100% right. I mean, the way LeBron played in that finals against the Mavs was disastrous. So, I don't That's a conversation you guys can have during the break. The best thing about it is I don't have to listen to the conversation between the two of you because I live in Los Angeles, California. So, thank you, big So, guy. What, what, are you deaf over there? Well, the audio still gets through, doesn't it? Fair enough. We'll have that cut. Hey, you know what I wanted to ask you? Because uh, DraftKings and VEASAN has sent you to New York City for legitimate boxing on Showtime. This is part of our plus three today. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched this fight over the weekend. That's Tommy Fury, who beat Jake Paul in a split decision. First off, the split decision, and this is how shady boxing judges are, Two go 76-73 for Jake for Tommy Fury. Another one had Paul winning 75-74. Let me be very clear. Jake Paul is not a professional boxer. Fury was much more technically skilled, uh, landed cleaner shots. He was more active the whole entire fight. Of course, the half-brother of Tyson Fury. My assumption is, because you actually watch and broadcast real boxing, that you didn't get involved. But there is a lesson here, and that is... I think Paul closed close to 180 for betters. A little bit of a pro tip. You were betting on his social media following, not his acumen as a pugilist. I think that's a great point. I thought one of the greatest bets in the history of sports betting was when uh, we saw Conor McGregor fight Floyd Mayweather. Floyd is arguably the greatest defensive fighter of all time. You have a non-boxer coming in to take him on, and we saw a precipitous drop in the uh, numbers on that one. I think it was about minus $8 or something, and by the time it closed, it was around minus $5. Can't recall exactly. But to me, when you have someone like Tommy, uh, you know, Tommy Fury going up against a guy like Jake Paul, look, I give him a ton of credit for the way he's being able to develop and cultivate his following. But it's almost like an insult, right? Like, if you have certain players and certain things, you might have a good round of golf against a Brooks Kepker or somebody, but can you do it for 72 holes? And that's the thing. He might have had a couple of good fights. He took on some of these guys that were, you know, no-namers. Um, I, I just feel like people don't realize how difficult the sport is. I'm not an MMA guy, but I'm a big boxing guy, and both those sports I have immense respect for because in a wrong situation, it could be life-altering if you're not aware and can't defend yourself properly in a fight. And the challenge in terms of preparation, Patrick, it takes to get ready for a big-time fight, whether it's in boxing or MMA, is absolutely second to none in any athletic endeavor. So, you know, I, I think that people have to realize the skill level, the stamina, the preparation it takes when you go into a fight having to face off for 12 rounds. Let me ask you this. Jake Paul, the whole entire time, he was leading with his left hip. And why do you think he was leading with his left hip? Because all he wants to do is come over the top with that overhand right. If you're a boxer that's literally coming into your opponent with your left hip, I think that's pretty easy to defend for a guy like Tommy Fury. While not great, at least he grew up in the sport. He knows what's coming. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And to your point on his stance, it's kind of a giveaway, especially if he's going to load up on a roundhouse coming from back. I mean, it's just... It's, it's, too, it's too long. It's going to be too slow of a punch. But, you know, that's the other thing, right? Fury is not as good as his brother, half-brother Tyson. But it goes to show you the level of greatness when you look at a guy like a Tyson Fury at the heavyweight level in terms of what he's been able to accomplish. Oh, he's an all-time great. By the way, Jake Paul beat Nate Robinson, the NBA player, Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley, and Anderson Silva. Those are washed-up MMA fighters. Uh, Jake Paul goes up against Tommy Fury and gets beat. In a split decision. We're coming back with Tom Crean talking bubble team. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Okay, excited about Coach Tom Crean joining us here in a minute, but welcome back. This segment of Sharp Money is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I wasn't ready. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But make sure you check out Zen Nicotine Patches. They're fresher, simpler, uh, and definitely a better way to enjoy nicotine. So whether you are you feel like making a change, check out Zen. It's going to be there for you. If you're thinking about the change and want to learn more today, go to Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Okay, we're back here, Sharp Money, show one. We're going to bring in, of course, Tom Crean. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw. Tom Crean, one of the nicest guys in the business, of course. Marquette, Indiana, coach of the year in 2016, won the Big Ten twice with Indiana, Georgia as well. And as we say hi and thank you, Coach, for joining us, I won't put you in an awkward spot talking about Brandon Miller, but I will ask you, about navigating the situation if you're Coach Oates. We're heading into the tournament, and he's got a team that can win a championship. How much of a cloud do you think this is going to present? Oh, I think they'll have to deal with it every day. I don't think there's any question about that. I, I just think it's a matter now of making sure in that situation, because um, he's, the, he's the face, right? He's the one that's out there responsible for it, speaking of it as a coach in the sense of Nate Oates, and, and walking in the other day to the press conference, uh, and if he didn't have the information that he needed that day, then that's on the sports information department to make sure that he does. The, uh, the situation with the, uh, with the warm or with the introductions, I can't say that I can have really watched much of warm-ups. I mean, watch much of introductions of my team. I just haven't. But you know what? Somebody needs to. Somebody needs to be paying attention to that. And that probably should have been something that was addressed uh, weeks ago. But but here's the issue. When you're the head coach, it all falls back on your lap. And in this situation, knowing from my experiences of being at at the level like he's at, you know, when it with the sense of a place like Alabama and a power five school like there, right there, there's a lot of people involved in the decision. I mean, it's not like this is a, and he's just basically someone that's got an opinion. You know, you don't really have a vote when you're a coach. So my belief is that um, the situation that they have, there, there's there's no doubt in my mind that, that there's uh, got to be quite a few people that have been involved from the beginning as to understanding what the situation is, knowing what's going on with law enforcement and decisions were made accordingly. And I think that goes all the way up into the, not only the athletic department, but to the office of the president, the main uh, people on the board of trustees. I mean, those aren't things that happen in a vacuum especially at a school like that. So I think he's got to continue to be the face of it. And if I was given any one piece of advice, I'd say, okay, I'm the one that's out here talking about it all the time, but we've got to make sure that everyone is doing the right job and to make sure that, that, that all the information, that all the things that our guys are doing are done accordingly the way that we would expect them to be done. And, and, because what they don't need is is uh, more surprises. Because it's an absolute tragedy. Obviously, what happened, um, and anything that anything that that gets away from the significance or the seriousness of that is going to is is going to fall on him. And he's just got to be able to. 
to have a group of people around him that are helping him navigate that the best that he can because it's not changing uh, the facts, and those are whatever the law enforcement deems them to be. But, it, but, but he can do things to help with the perception. I like the point you made there, Coach. Absolutely very good one there. I want to go to college basketball in terms of two former teams you were at, Marquette and Indiana. You led Marquette to their last Final Four. I don't know if whatever happened to that guy, Dwayne, you had on that team. I don't remember what happened to his career. But um, 20 years ago, you guys got he, there. He's tried to scrape a couple nickels together. He's tried to scrape nickels <laughs> together here and there. You know what? It's, it's good that guys like you, former coaches, are always there supporting him. But so much fun to watch in the NBA for so long. Dwayne Wade, obviously. But you had great success. You get to the Final Four. Now, this Marquette team, Shaka Smart has taken over. I'll tell you what, they surprised me. I like Connecticut to win the Big East this year. Didn't materialize. But you got to give this team a ton of credit for what they've been able to accomplish. I don't know if they could win at all, but I think they're a legitimate threat to get to a Final Four. How do you see this Marquette team? Well, I think they're right in the conversation. Um, I heard Bill Self say a week ago on, on College Game Day, and it made sense and it made me think. He said last year there were probably three teams that could win it. This year he felt like there were seven. I would probably double that, yeah. you know, from being in the studio and doing games and watching as much as I'm watching because it's, it's so wide open. There's so much parity and not because everybody's equal but because there are certain things can you overcome if the most important things are taken away from you let's say you're a three-point shooting team let's say you're um a uh, a pressure team let's say you've got a good post-up game if they take away your main strength do you still have enough to win do you still have enough ways to get layups do you still have enough ways to create turnovers to get layups i mean do you have enough things you can get to to get to the foul line? And I think when you say that, that's why there's so much parity in it because everybody's got weaknesses. And the one thing that Marquette has got, starting with them, and I was up there early uh, before the season started to do a clinic uh, for Shaka, so I got to see him play. And, and like, I knew they were picked ninth, tenth, whatever it was in the league, and I said to myself then, like, there's no way. I mean, they're better than that because what they've got is an absolute um, – it's so hard to prepare for, for a couple things with their team. For Tyler Kolick, because he's improved as a shooter. His vision is extraordinary. His change of speed, his change of direction. He can get to the basket. He can keep it to the last second. He can throw it ahead. He's just got an unbelievable feel for playing the point, and now he's a better shooter. And then what they have, not, not, not to take anything away from the rest of their backcourt and Cam Jones and Stevie Mitchell, they've got unique big men. They've got versatile bigs that they can play through not only in the post, but basically right around the three-point line. They, they have a way to generate a lot of offense in a five-out scenario where a lot of teams think they're five-out, but they're really not because they're putting somebody out there that you don't have to guard. At Marquette, you've got to guard everybody, and not just because of the shooting, but because of how good they are at creating offense through the pass, off the catch, the pass off the dribble. And in what I think they've done a great job of is, is keeping the game moving and getting a lot of good side action with somebody either shaken out of the corner or a two-man game on the side. And so no one has really stifled their offense. And I think that's why they're good, and they're tough and competitive. And it's, I was at a game a little over a month ago when they honored the Final Four team back there when they played Providence, the place is packed. They've got a heck of a home court advantage. But I think this time of year, their style of play, you've seen it with their Big East game, it travels. And I think the thing about Indiana that's, that's improved is Trey Galloway's gotten more and more comfortable with, with playing major minutes. 
Jalen Hutchifino changes that team. When you go back and you look at when he was out and they struggled, he's gotten better. Um, what they have, and it's a little bit of why Kentucky's playing so much better, I think, is Indiana has got almost a length advantage just about against everybody they play in the backcourt and, and that one, two, and three spot, well, especially at the one and two spot. And when you have a length advantage on other backcourts over the course of a 40-minute game or if it goes into overtime, you're going to have an advantage. Now, you've got to make shots and things of that nature, but when you have that size advantage, like Kentucky has that size advantage now with Casey Wallace at the one, Reeves is better, um, uh, Chris Livingston's better. When you have that, it, 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 that's an advantage that you have. And for people that are listening to your show, those matchups, that's what matchups are to me. It's not just the style of play. It's who's got the advantage positionally. Do they have an advantage at the 4-5, or do they have an advantage at the backcourt, especially on the defensive end? Yeah, Patrick, I think Coach makes a great point in terms of when you look at some of these matchups. That's going to be so crucial as you get into this NCAA tournament. It, it really is. Coach Crean, you're the best. We're going to have you on during the tournament. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It was short, It was short, but we're going to do it again with Coach Crean coming up uh, in just a little bit. He, he did a hell of a job at Marquette. Yeah. He should never have been fired at Indiana. And I think you remember the way that went down there. He yeah. was awesome at Indiana. He, he was better than you remember at Indiana if you go back and look. Um, and he seems pretty high on this Marquette team like you are. Yeah, absolutely. This team could score the basketball, and he mentioned how well they've played in Milwaukee. They've been really tough there. Had a nice come-from-behind win against Connecticut down double digits earlier this year. Played well against Creighton and several other teams. But, you know, he had one of my favorite moments in college basketball. I think it was 2011. Indiana's playing Kentucky in that great rivalry, and I'm glad they've kind of renewed that a little bit. Um, but Christian Watford hit the game-winning three-point shot in a tight, tight game, I think 73-72. But I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that was such a phenomenal finish to the game, Watford hitting that big three. Um, by the way, so you got UConn coming out of the conference? I did before the, the season team? started. I, I, I still think they're dangerous. Their size, uh, Sonego, um, and of course, Klingon, and then of course, Jackson's an athlete. Newton could shoot the ball from the perimeter. They got to be a little bit more consistent. They were undefeated in the non-con. Can they turn it on when we get to New York City? That MGM's got Marquette 35 to one. UConn sitting 20 to one. Of course, Houston six to one. Bama eight to one, along with Kansas at eight to one. When we come back, the debut lists. People love lists, especially from the big guy. Top ten is next. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. 
every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, you've got the Arnold Palmer coming up, UFC 285 this week. Head over to Bet Rivers online in their sports book right now. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line. Odd and boost for all of the golf fans out there. Bet Rivers is the place to bet the Arnold Palmer open with the top 10 insurance. Place your pre-tourney bet on an outright winner. The fun doesn't stop there, Amal Shaw. Bet Rivers has you covered for UFC 285 with parlay insurance and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app right now. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game as we welcome you back. It's a whole new show. It's called Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Amal Shaw, the big guy. Dustin Sweetelson, executive producing. It is a whole new show. We are an hour and 45 in. I'll get a status update from Amal Shaw coming up in about 16 minutes. Professional handicapper, as he will every Monday, Steve Fezzik is going to join to edify and help us understand uh, what goes on in his crazy esoteric brain. But as we welcome you back... I'm I mean, writing them down, them all. I got to figure out what they mean, I mean too. I mean, listen, what are we, what are we doing? Trying to get into Harvard here? As we welcome you back, we got top 10 coming up with the big guy. Uh, your thoughts on your performance an hour and 46 minutes into the show, Amal Shaw? Give myself a good solid C minus. You know, <laughs> listen, Humility. let me ask you a question. What, what yes. do they call the guy who finishes last in medical school? Uh, you tell me. I don't know. Your yeah, cousin? Doctor. <laughs> also Amal's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably accurate. Now, actually, my cousins are actually pretty astute. You know, Ivy Leaguer, so, you know, if you were referencing me, that would be correct. What is what is your line that you use when talking about humility? You don't know how to use that road? What I, don't, is the I don't know what letter the word starts with. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, another guy that's low-key conceited and stuck on himself, not me, but the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Remember, you can find us. He's running our social account at The Rap Radio. He's at Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw. I believe it's Amal Shaw 1 Correct. on Twitter as well for a follow. But it's time for the top 10. People love lists, big guy, so why don't we do this? Explain exactly what you're trying to accomplish on Sharp Money with the top 10. 
Well, it's just I just think there's a lot of lists out there, but I believe that my opinions are better than all those other lists. So what we'll do here is we will unveil one piece of a list every day on the show. So over the course of two weeks of shows, five days per week, I can do a little bit of math here. Uh, we will reveal a full top 10 list. So I thought today we should probably kick off the show with a list, right? I mean, that would make sense if we're going to do this every day. Yeah, and I think it has something to do with we were talking about Tommy Fury and Jake Paul a little bit earlier. We were talking about boxing. Uh, Amal Shaw is a boxing expert. Just ask him. And Showtime and DraftKings, shout to Amal. Uh, we're going to go top 10 with the boxing, right? Go ahead. Yeah, I've seen Amal do the Showtime boxing. The problem is he bumps my uh, reruns of Passion Cove, which was a very important show for me <laughs> on Showtime back in the day. Google it if you, you don't know what it is. I have no clue. Late night Showtime back in the day. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you need late night Showtime for? I didn't even realize they made those Skinamax movies anymore. They were important when you're like 15. But now that you got like all the free websites in the world, what is the purpose of that? It's like traveling back in your own personal DeLorean. Like you go back in time and like look at things a different way. <laughs> I got you there. I got you there, Christopher. Sometimes Lloyd. you got to pull it back a little. There's well, a reference there, too. Yeah, um, yeah I was going to say, take it. This is still a yeah. family show, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. we'll take it easy yeah. with pulling anything. <laughs> um, it's now time to pull out the top 10 list, the top 10 boxing movies of all time. Uh, let's get it going, big guy. Go yeah, ahead. I think what's most interesting about boxing movies is that there's been more relevant boxing movies in the last 20 years than there have been relevant boxing matches. Like, I really think there's like been like five good boxing matches that the world cared about in 20 years. Like no, the sport is dead from a real perspective. I know that's going to bother them all, but from a movie perspective, I think you can make the case that boxing makes the best sports movies. I, I Patrick, you know what? I hate to say that I agree with him, but he makes a ton of compelling points. And I think the sport needs to kind of revitalize itself. And one of the things you mentioned, the scoring in the Paul and Fury fight those are the things that hurt boxing. You know, certain states, you have the open scoring system. You need that more universally, and it just needs to be more transparent. And too many times you see names get decisions that shouldn't be the case. Well, it, and also just I'm going to be a 45-year-old man. Amal, you're in your 40s as well. Back in the day, I like literally before anything that matters in my life, I still watch round one Hagler Hearns. Yeah. Like, they used to be, there used to be appointment television when it came to boxing. And frankly, you could get it on two, four or seven and be, you know, they used to have like literally on Saturdays, legit fights. And now the, the sport's completely gone the opposite way, Shaw. You're absolutely right. And uh, to me, it's, it's unfortunate because I love the sport. And I think the thing that I respect so much is the preparation it takes, but let's get back to his list here. Who do you, who do you got here, Dustin? All right. So the number 10 movie in my top 10 boxing movie list is a film. I actually didn't see until a few years ago, mm -hmm. but I know it won a ton of awards. It's super hyped up. It has a star studded cast. And it tells the story of a boxer that Patrick knows is near and dear to my heart in Muhammad Ali. The movie, of course, 2001's Ali. Have either of you two seen this flick? Yes, of course. If you haven't done a, a book report on Muhammad Ali when you were a kid, then I don't know, it ages you uh, in the opposite way. And yes, I saw Ali at the movie theater. Oh, wow. Will Smith is tremendous in the movie. Amal, did you see it? I did not. Okay. Well, it's that available everywhere surprise. at this point. Thank but you. <laughs> what did you say, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't see it until maybe four or five years ago, and it was super hyped up because it won all these awards. And I got to tell you, it's great because the Ali story is great, the thrill in Manila, uh, the rumble in the jungle. Is that one of them? That's one yes, of them. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it is. Zaire. 
so there, there's so many stories with the, the the war stuff and his transformation from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. Like, it's a great story that needs to be told. But I think the movie's a little overrated, which is why it doesn't come close to the top five, and it barely makes the cut of the top ten list. But solid, solid boxing movie. Has to be included if we're going to break down the top ten because it's Ali, and I think it's the only film really about him, like focusing solely on him. So it, it's making the cut here, starting off our list at number ten. By the way, Dustin, this is only a three-hour show. And by the I've way— I've been sitting here patiently said- all day trying to speak, but you just keep doing it. I thought you said you had two movies today, and in my rundown, it shows just one movie, and that's Ali. Just you one. You got another just one? Just one today, because we'll do one a day for oh, the next wow. 10 days. <laughs> didn't you, Amal, didn't you, when he gave his little diatribe at the beginning of this segment, didn't you, weren't you under the impression he's giving two a day to get to five and get to 10 by the end of the week? I was under the impression he's giving 10 in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? What kind this of list is where is this? a producer wants to jump off a bridge because I've gone over all the details with both of you and neither of you listened to me. Oh, first of all, okay. let, me, let me tell you something, Dustin, that you don't know about me. I have an incredible memory, so you better check yourself on that. I don't recall you mentioning you're going to give two a day. I know you said you're going to give a top 10 list. So I worked under the common sense assumption that you're going to give all 10 within the three-hour time frame. Well, and I also know about you, Amal. There is a lot I don't know about you, but what I do know is whatever I don't know, you will definitely tell me about. <laughs> oh, 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 hey, big guy. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> like, if there's one person that starts sentences like this, the one thing about me is dot, dot, dot. Literally, that's how he, t- that's, he talks yeah. like that. You know, you know, something about me is, and he fills in the blank. Hey, listen, if you don't believe in yourself, how can you convince others to believe in you? Let them know. You're your own flavor flave. Hey, let me tell you right Flex now. Flex on them. It's not about flexing. It's just about reality. You know, hey, listen, you got to believe in yourself. Think about this. Every guy that's going to be at the combine right now, they're going to tell every coach they're meeting with, hey, listen, if you don't take me, it's going to be a mistake on your team. Nobody ever calls that overconfidence in the game. I mean, in football, but why is it overconfidence in life? Yo, big guy. Amal is the type of guy that says, I'm the type of guy, and then fills in the set. You know what I mean? He, he, lets, he goes, I'm an alpha. There are alphas, and I'm one of them. That's no, no, what Amal no, no, says. No, 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 no. I said there are alphas, and then there's me. That's oh. a different level alpha. And by the way, our good friend and your former partner, Mike Palm, checking in. And Palm, we hope, is going to be a part of Sharp Money. Uh, always welcome Palm when he's betting Ecuadorian soccer in-game for 5000 a bet. However, he says this segment should be called At the Movies with Sean Maher. <laughs> I don't know if the segment's going to continue after one time. By, by the so way, we the la- shall see. The last six movies I've gone to, I've left the theater at all six of them. That's bad ROI. It's a sunken cost, buddy. You want to go economics? Two words to remember. Opportunity cost and sunken cost. I paid the money. It's over. This movie sucks. I'm out. You're paying per minute of entertainment. It's a sunken cost. They're not going to give me my money back because the movie's bad. Why stick around and watch the rest of it if it's bad? I got to get, I got to find out a time left in life. I'm not going to live forever. Can I ask you a question, Amal? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Is your favorite actress of all time Elizabeth Taylor? Uh, No. I don't think I've ever seen anything with her in there. I know she's probably on your list. No, the reason I ask is because you've had more partners at VEASAN than Elizabeth Taylor had in life. (laughs) When we come back, Steve Fezzik, professional. Look at the big guy. He's laughing. Look, it was a disastrous segment. 
And John Goulet will definitely talk to you about it, our program director, but at least I got you to smile at the end. Because those that don't know Dustin Sweetelson, the fact that that segment was an absolute train wreck will ruin the rest of his day, which kind of low-key makes me happy. <laughs> We're coming back. You're going to learn something. Professional handicapper Steve Fezzik joins here on Sharp Money, the debut. And after that segment, maybe the last of all time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.